Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, we are so welcome. Thank you for coming. So stoked. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I said to her and I said to Andre. Could you believe that the, the meeting that we had on 93rd Street could yeah. to this? Yeah, I know. And I was just like... And here we are. Holy <laughs> crap. How many shows have uh, you done now? 700 and something. No. 100. Yeah, about 700. Wow. And counting. That's yeah. a lot. It's yes. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit yes. ridiculous. Do you feel like you've got into a kind of um, like a cruising altitude um, for a process now? Um, Me? Because I was the one who started it. Right. It was definitely going okay we're learning curve since I've yeah I've grown up where had people had different influences you I've been one of them and John John Stewart Ross yeah. and Colbert. Me too, yeah. like, like literally I basically went to her when we reformed it and I said okay this is gonna be the Disney and, Daily Show and, yeah. I, and I struggled yeah. with with just going okay how to get disability and satire yes. together because how it's to such it. a everyone goes so you do what now and I'm like it's <laughs> both not just one shall yes. we yes. I think we should let us. let's do this let us. Um, so where were you brought up I was brought up in England, so my family are from Liverpool in England, Mm -hmm. and I was born in Birmingham, Mm -hmm. and I was raised um, for most of my childhood in Bedford, which is about an hour north of London. Wow, right. So smaller yeah. town. Actually, a kind of a, uh, I guess, actually, Bedford's a pretty big town. Oh. So, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of a, uh, I think there is a rule in England where you can only be called a city if you have a cathedral in it. Oh. And Bedford oh. did not have a cathedral. <laughs> oh, so, so it's a large town. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, so they, de- well, I've been over in England and yeah. for studying, playing yeah. and all that. But, like, I was near King's Cross and, like, yeah, you can only be called, called King's Cross if you have a train station in it. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and they do have that. Nothing King's Cross else. Oh, emphatically wait. has a train and station. And also, if you have Pat the Nine and Three Quarters hidden. They do. <laughs> yeah. They do. I, I think they still, I think they have a sign up. Yeah, they Cross, do. Don't they? they yeah. do. So they have all the muggles walking past going, <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm yeah. yes, I'm here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, what was home life for you like? Well, my my dad was a teacher, mm-hmm. and my mom uh, worked in education as well. Uh, and I have uh, a brother and two sisters. Oh. They're all younger than me. Uh-huh. So you're not, to local so you, oh wow! The fundamental thing we have in common is wanting to laugh at the yes. world. Yeah, and yes. it's amazing how strong that bond oh, is. Oh yeah, <laughs> and wanting to laugh at the world through the eyes in which we see it. Yeah, yeah, you know. But it's a very um, there's a it's an odd bond between people who love comedy or who want to create comedy, isn't it? Because oh, you tend yeah. to get along instantly. Yes. I don't know if it's there's. Uh, a kind of a feeling of being an outsider as a comedian. Oh, that yes, means you end yes. up being um, 
you, you end up being reacting very yes. positively yes. or being comfortable around yeah, other minds yes. that think yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and the other thing is that when I instantaneously met you, and you just, like, I explained to everybody, you just popped out of the door. I and did. Like, oh, that's all, that's my, I did. I'm like, I'm like. I almost <laughs> walked into you. And almost. honestly, and honestly, it was about that close. <laughs> and I'm like, this, I'm like, I'm like, that's John Oliver. We're going into John. I'm like, Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> two ships about to come. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but the other thing is that like it's a double-edged sword. So you're an outsider. We're outsiders yes. because of the fact that we have disabilities. Yeah. And so I think the funniest thing with like comedians and being outsiders, like we have questions about the comedy zone and the time ember yeah. too. Yeah. Get to. But well, actually, you know what? Just to to pick up on that theme of yeah. being an outsider, like as an English person in America, you get uh, it's it's been useful as well because you have different eyes right. on on subjects. Just mm-hmm. as right. as you guys are able yes. to bring a different perspective. Yes. Comedy mm-hmm. is all about yes. uh, the best comedy is often about providing you know a different perspective. Yes. That's why I love Richard Pryor so much yes. as a stand-up yes. because yes. he was. He's, yeah. he's one of my favorite comedians. Probably the best stand-up oh, who yeah. ever lived, and it was there was nothing that I could relate to mm-hmm. with him. I did not grow up in Peoria. <laughs> I did not have the childhood that he had. I'd never been to America, but the stories that he was telling were right. so fascinating to me, and the way that he saw the world was so mm-hmm. fascinating that um, I became obsessed with him as a right, yeah. a little white boy in England. <laughs> right, right. So there was nothing that I really shared in common with him <laughs> other than the fact that I loved comedy. He made me laugh, and I felt extremely... Yeah. Uh, uh, tied to him that yeah, way. Yeah. I think the funnier thing is that like I grew up on like a, on the motherload of British comedies. So oh yeah. I love Rowan. I love. You do, yeah. I Rowan love Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. I, he's a huge, and so are you, and so is John. You're all behemoths to me. <laughs> You're like gods. I think, um, I'm not sure I belong in that particular list, but I appreciate <laughs> yeah, being do. listed in there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, but. You know, I I grew up with them, and I grew up with Eddie Izzard as well. Yes. So all of them taught, all of you guys have taught, at least me, I don't know about them, <laughs> you know, how to do stuff in, yeah. in the order, you know. So John Stewart was probably that for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I was obsessed with the way that he was making The Daily Show when I was living in England. Mm-hmm. And there were lots of bad versions of The Daily Show they were trying to make in England. And, Ooh, and so I couldn't... Kind of, did that leave a sour taste me well, it, it was, it was It kind of gave me even more respect, in a way, for what he was able to right. do. Mm-hmm. And the single-mindedness and the right. determination to create this yeah. very distinct entity that has now you know, yes. broadened out into, there's yes. multiple versions of it. Oh, but, yeah. So he kind of, uh, I very much had him on a pedestal in my mm-hmm. mind. And then when I worked uh, for him, I was a, able to absorb like yes. a sponge, yes. all the right. uh, all the key lessons that he'd learned over the years. So I, I owe him a great deal. So yeah. in a way, you learned a lot from him. Very, very much so. I learned almost everything from him. I'm not sure I could have set a show up mm. without working under him so right. closely because I saw 
you know, the way that show worked. I wanted to be involved in each department of it, just so I could understand how that machine worked. Mm, and yeah. then when he went away to direct uh, a oh, movie yeah, for yeah, a summer, yes, I, I, yeah. I did his job for a while. So then you really understand how the machine... I, I used to be yes. a cog in that machine, and then you, for the first time you drive the machine. Loved, right. loved when right. you took Basically over. Basically, you just the whole time it, truck. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You and try not my, to crash it. Those were some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I, had, I was on the floor. I was on the floor of the D Detroit one, which I told you about. Yeah, oh, thank you. And I was on the floor when you did, um... Oh, God, there were so many. The Detroit one was actually... It's interesting you bring that up, because we did an... It was a... It was a slower news day. Right. Yeah. And uh, so we... Uh, Tim Carvel and I, mm -hmm. who works here, mm -hmm. uh, we were particularly proud of that show mm -hmm. and a different uh, show that we did about aluminum can yes, pricing. Yes. Because um, when we when we decided we wanted to make our own show, those two stories, those two episodes of our uh, daily show summer mm. were the things that stuck in our mind of, it would be interesting to do something a little bit like that, that mm -hmm. we didn't normally mm -hmm. do over there. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Who influenced you growing up? Uh, well, to follow your dreams and how did they influence you? Well, uh, I guess there were comedians that I loved. There was a guy called Armando Iannucci. Uh, who, yeah, so he was behind a bunch of very influential <laughs> radio and TV comedy shows. Uh, there's um, a show called The Day to Day that was uh, initially called On the Hour, which was kind of a, a, a true um, fake news no, show right. in the old right. term, in that it sounded, On the Hour sounded just like a news broadcast, right. and they produced it very carefully, right. but rather than doing it had a, uh, like a 100% parody, it would just like be 120%. It would just mm -hmm. sound a little odd. But if you weren't listening closely, yeah. it could plausibly sound right. like the news. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, so he was extremely uh, important to me. And then um, I guess there were, I was lucky enough to have teachers as I went on who were yeah. encouraging to me, even though I clearly had different interests than necessarily <laughs> what yeah. uh, was ideal in their classrooms. Um, how was your time at Cambridge? It was fun. Uh, I, felt, I, I felt a bit... We heard on the Marin interview that you didn't like it. I felt a bit out of place there. Um, you and Richard I watched. Exactly. So we yeah. both felt a little bit out of place. So uh, that probably helped us. We've got going back to what we were talking about earlier on. It's, yeah. uh, it's a very beautiful place full of very people who've had very privileged lives. And if you don't fit necessarily into that particular mould, it can feel like... You have no business being there. Oh. Yeah. So we um, we met thankfully very early on and started um, writing comedy shows mm. uh, together and mm. for a, a comedy group called Footlights. There, yes. which is yes. where yes. yeah, some of Monty we, Python had yes. been. Oh, and, oh yeah. We did. We we did our Okay, so you know. Classmates. Yeah. Who were your yeah. classmates in the Footlights? In the foot. So Richard Iwadi, yeah. um, uh, Matthew Holness, who oh he he God, did a good. show uh, called Garth Marenghi about like a fake show about a horror writer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there was a guy that uh, I spent one year with there, David Mitchell. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I Richard Iwadi, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, yeah. He he wrote Garth Marenghi with with uh, Matt Holness, and yeah. now he's uh, he directs movies. Yeah, a lot. yeah. you still keep in touch with former cast members. I, d I do. I like. I saw Richard when he was here. He's doing some. Uh, 
he does some travel show oh. he was explaining to me now so he was kind of he was Very in cool. New York and he was about to go on rollerblades in Central Park oh, oh, that which is about as far out of his comfort zone <laughs> as possible to be so I didn't see he explained it to me and it made so little sense I slightly <laughs> doubt that show actually exists uh, but yeah, I see I try and see him whenever he comes to New York yeah, yeah. I mean my favourite 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 role of his is um, the one in the IT crowd. Yes. Uh, is my favourite. He's Moss, right? Yes, yeah. Moss. And yeah. honestly, the entire cast makes that show. Yeah. I mean, but specifically him, and the fact that he'll pick up the phone as Moss, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, no, yeah. Push it on north. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's 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 not a million miles away from who Richard is as a human being. No. He would be the first to say his acting skills are between zero and one <laughs> on a scale of a thousand. Yeah. But <laughs> But he's very funny. Oh yeah, no, he's he's very funny. Yeah. I mean like I I love the writer who who did that. Graham Linehan. Yeah, he's very Graham. so yeah, he wrote a show called Father Ted. Do you know guys know that yeah, it was I a, do. yeah about Irish priests. Oh, uh, yes. It was very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I particularly love that. And he um, wrote I think he wrote a couple of the Brass Eye specials, which the Chris Morris was involved right. in. Yes. The guy. I love Chris Morris. As yeah, well. he was yeah. great. And going back to um, first <laughs> short cameo role in the Bleak House. Oh yeah! yeah. Wow! Yeah. Wow! You guys how, how have did done. You come across that role. You guys have done some yeah. serious yes. research. I so I was six years old. So I did not I did not come across that role so much as they were filming in the area and they needed a child with uh, black hair and brown eyes. So uh, I had both of those things. <laughs> Well. Yeah, that's right. There was, you needed to be qualified in two ways, and so I was a I played a Dickensian orphan. So yeah, I was I think I was called Felix Pardigal, and yes. I don't remember yes. I don't remember much about it other than there was a very scary dog uh, who had to had to bark at us as we went in, uh, and so they put his teeth up. And so they were they kind of had introduced us to the dog beforehand, saying, "Look, he's going to be mean later, but he's actually a nice dog." And then there was an actress, uh, D uh, Diana Rigg, who yes. I later realised uh, in my life was ex you know, an extremely uh, well-thought-of actress, but all I thought of her at the time was she was the nice lady who gave us, <laughs> gave us aniseed balls. So, do you know those aniseed balls? They're, like, they were a British candy. Yes, They were yeah, I'm objectively I disgusting, but uh, yeah. I, they were a nice treat for me at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, then... Uh, there's yeah. the comedy zone, right? Uh, yes. We discovered that that was Avalon's training ground, so Al Murray came in he, through that. He did. That's you right. did. Yes. Um. Uh. Oh God, what's his name? Frankie Boyle came through. Did that. he as well? Yeah. Wow. Um. Who else? There are a couple of others, but yeah. those were the ones I spotted. Um, yeah. But like. What was that like? It was great. So that was, uh, you know, Edinburgh Festival, which is this, you know, a comedy, mm. or not, it's not just a comedy festival, an arts yeah, festival of which comedy is a huge part that uh, takes place in August of every year. And mm -hmm. we would kind of build our years around it. So to try and do a new show every year. And that was my first, um, first chance to do uh, a stand-up comedy in a more controlled environment because it wasn't yeah. just on me. Right, so right. So my show, uh, who was on it. I think there was a guy called Carl Theobald uh, and a stand-up called 
um, Francesca Martinez, uh, who actually has cerebral palsy. Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah. Uh, and so there was, I can't remember the fourth person now. Um, but uh, there were four of us, and we would we would each do twenty minutes. Yeah, and, and we... it was a great, tough learning experience. Yeah, but yeah. you know, like you, like we were talking about earlier yes. on, that you, there's nothing kind of more exciting than a steep learning yeah, curve. Yeah, like yeah. when you started this show, yes. it's overwhelming, yes. right? Oh, because yeah. you realise you don't know anything, yes. and you need to learn everything quickly. Yes. But there's a... so you go out and you try to get some listeners. Exactly. Right, and you learn from your mistakes. Yes. I think. Oh, I, yeah. the, the way that the comedy zone was useful to me, and I don't know if you guys have found this, is mm. that uh, I generally learnt more important lessons from bad shows or mistakes oh, yeah. than from good I, I shows. I constantly go, they're, like, I'm the con one constantly looking at our st statistics. I'm like, okay, some might not do so. Some aren't so hot, but yet the humour that we've been discussing is all kind of, uh, it shifted to a man. Right. And one orange we all know man. at this table yes. what madness is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. We're trying not to say his name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, there's a, a Voldemort-esque yes. 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 He who must not be White House named. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, I mean, so that was a training, a proving ground, right? Definitely. So then, did yeah. they then go, yeah, we want you, or... Or did it take time? Did it take more time did then. The, uh, who's they then? Um, Avalon. 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 I think I was that, so that's my management company. Oh, right they there. had um, they had uh, signed me bef just before that. Oh, I think so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So be, they could. They certainly could have dropped me <laughs> after yeah. that right. with yeah. uh, with some reason because right. I had some bumpy nights. That's that's Yeah. You kind of un you, though, when you. Sometimes from a bad experience or a bad show, yeah. the the hardest the, and most useful lessons you can learn are, well, why was that bad? What did mm -hmm. I do wrong? Or what did... What didn't work? What yeah, happened? Exactly. Why did I make the audience laugh? Exactly. Or, when, those are or the for most... podcast, it's the, okay, which topics do we need to go, needs to go? Right. What topics... Or what didn't work and yeah, why? Yeah. And so, yeah. like, do you want to, like, is there a way that you want to try and attack a topic in a yes. different way next time? Or yeah. does something feel like... It's, it's our place. It's or a, our sort, yeah. 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 It's a, that's the, we, we found that even in the making of this show in our first year. Yeah. Uh, it was often the shows that we were less happy with at the end of the week that we would think, okay, so how do we not do that again? Yeah. How much research went into that the through or train episodes dealing with Scranton? So I have the photos of it and I saw the nice monstra. Yeah. <laughs> I love the set piece, but I was just like, wait, it wasn't supposed to come to Pennsylvania. Right, so with so those... With those, um, uh, those like, uh, we call them interstitials, right. those little yes. pieces that we put in yeah. the show right. as in a place of yeah. where commercial breaks would right. be if you were on a, yeah. a normal channel. Right. Um, uh, there was uh, there's a, a how production assistant. How did you find out well, about WNEP? That's a great question, <laughs> great question, because it should be impossible, right? And so we didn't stumble on it. We have a guy here, Joey, who's a production assistant who's from Scranton. Oh, Okay, and he, cool. that's right, and so he was aware of this talkback segment oh, that, God. Uh, that, that WNEP that's had. The, that segment, you could have a ball with that well, segment. Well, that's... You, you, no, I mean, so he, that's I the thing. I that work for WNEP, and he dreads it. He just asked to listen to the yeah. show, so just, just be aware. You, so he said <laughs> to us... Saying, he, you can he, have a 
bar. Yeah, he that. and an editor, and our editor Ryan here, had, uh, had put together a compilation of all these calls about the train and the drama Ooh. involved with this backyard train. <laughs> and we loved it. And uh, we, we realised that all that needed to happen was if we did, all we needed was for, for them to get annoyed in any way by us doing it. And we knew that it's like playing chess, right? Yes. If you get annoyed, yes. then if they can just get annoyed at this, we will build a gigantic train set. And, and people did. And they did, and they and did, then, oh, and then we built the train set and then they turned up here the next day and, and we'd yeah. already collapsed it with a right. with right. a car yeah. yes. and we had to explain to them right. it won't fit in your car right. this thing is enormous I, I have a photo of it my mom's like you could use that for when you interview it's currently in a railway museum I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've been yeah. there I, I, I know of the railway museum yeah. not the most um, it definitely has gotten uh, more people to go there yeah, so, good. So, so well, that's it's good. Doing yeah. something. It's, I'm very glad it's somewhere. It's much better where someone can see it yeah, than yeah, just yeah. in storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just well, like his, when the set designer was interviewed on WNEP, he, he made it very clear. It wasn't never. It wasn't supposed to go to Scranton. <laughs> yeah. It's like many famous people, many people who are working class come out of Scranton. The train was not supposed to go to them. Right. It was not supposed to be a gift. You're not. <laughs> well, the thing is. We, we always loved was the that... idea of them having it because yeah. we can't use it. So we actually right. wanted them. Okay, I didn't know what the we, story was behind the, that. Our idea was let's build them a, a gigantic train set and hopefully they will come and take it. And, no, the, and they came. And they did come and it didn't fit in their backyard. Right. To be honest, we did kind of know that. You did? Well, oh, it was. Oh, because you could view. Did you? Because we'd seen the on. Did you, you from, look, just from looking at right. their at their videos. Yes. It, oh, it probably yes. hit us that it, it would not fit. No, there. but there was. It wouldn't fit. But I guess to make it funny, you want to make it too big. You don't want to make them. But making them a train as. That fits, that fits is yeah. a gift. Yeah. Making right. them a train that's too big to fit is a joke. Yes. So yeah. we wanted it to oh, be a and joke. I, and I'm, oh, yeah. And I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Small little Italian town near Scranton. So we, the, we, we were really <laughs> happy. So we were really happy with how they played along, though, oh, because don't they, any people loved it. They were great. <laughs> they were great. It was a really fun back and forth. Yes. And they uh, they played. They, they played <laughs> along, and it was it was mean spirited in a very kind way. My favorite was like when so you got the the one episode where you set it up yes. right then in the middle of it you get the calls and the editing was all yes. together yeah. then it goes and that John Oliver I'm yes. gonna kill him yeah, I you know, know. I'm like, I'm it was like, so perfect but did I, they know oh. they knew Oh, right. and then they knew about. They knew that they, we had done a segment on them, right? And then they talked about it on their show, and then they and didn't. Then the they callers didn't, started that's right. coming in. They didn't know that we were going to build a gigantic, beautiful and, train set and, then, okay. and demand that they right. take it from I us. Lo <laughs> I loved it how yeah. you got you use Google Earth. Earth sorry. Oh, that's for, right. For <laughs> the exact. Replica of so I'm just that's like right. that's we hilarious. Have, I was uh, like, great. Uh, uh, I have. The <laughs> that's it. We have. There's a lot of. 
Scranton landmarks on yeah. there. Yeah. General area too. Not just Scranton. You, not just. I'm yes. Like, I'm like, okay. This so I is hope. Hilarious. I hope they yeah. enjoy that for a long time. Uh, it's a beautiful so train set. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, just like I had to bring up. I were, they were both going like, but it was very funny, oh, and good. it was just like I'm I had to, especially when knowing that it was hilarious. And every time that I, yeah. <laughs> it's the point of going. Let me watch. I'm like, save those episodes. I want to, like, just say that, please. Um, Me being a train fanatic, I enjoy checking out the newest and latest exhibits at the Transit Museum in Brooklyn. Well, that's it. I love trains as well, and there's something really. there's something about a train set that takes you back to when yes. you first loved trains as a kid. So it was both a very silly thing, but also right. I was I was very excited to see it for the first time. There's something very. Uh, I will never forget the first time that I saw a train car. Yeah. I, I begged my my parents to let me inside the train car, so yes. we rode inside the train car and I was leaving. Yeah. Ever since know. then, I studied out the entire subway map. Yeah, the tr- yeah. trains are fantastic. So I feel it, there's there's uh, it's there's almost no more exciting object than a train right. set, especially if it's one that is enormous and shoots right. fireworks out the top of it. Oh, that... I, <laughs> and has a waterfall. Yes. Right. <laughs> and a canary. That's right. And everything. Yes. I want everything like Veruca Salt. That's the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That was um, a strong Willy Wonka reference. Yes. Yeah. Like Veruca Salt. I want it now. I want it now, now. Daddy. I want it, Daddy. I want it now. I want an Oompa Loompa. I want an Oompa Exactly. Yes. I want an Oompa Loompa. Wait a second. Do you mean little person? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean that's the pro- that's the I mean that's dated in a difficult way there. Right. <laughs> so we know that your show is all about diversity. That's very clear. Yes. Right, yeah, we yeah. try and we like, try, yeah. The diversity between the list that's on the wall from every season. Yeah, so maybe maybe we could like describe for yeah. your listeners that we have a in the, we're in our in I guess o- writers' we're in room. His office right now. Yeah, we're in the office, and so we have like there's a massive chalkboard <laughs> that takes up almost half of one wall, yeah. and it, it, and on it it has a list of all the shows that we've done, the main stories in each show, from yeah. our first one, uh, which was about India, right. to our most recent one. Oh, actually, we haven't even put our fourth oh, season on there yet. No, so now we've finished it. Yeah, that's right. So to our yeah. last one of season three. But eventually right. we will put uh, we'll oh, write yeah. the so, fourth season down as well. Putting on to that, yeah. what do you think of people with disabilities doing satire and comedy? And well, I love how, the idea how does... How would you influence that? How would I influence it? I mean, yeah. it's not for me to influence. Right. Other it's than the fact like, I love what you're... I love what... Uh, you guys are doing. Yeah. I think the more the more voices in yes. comedy, the better. Right. And uh, that's always been the case. You know, to go back to what we were talking about earlier on about uh, the voices, uh, uh, diversity voices, and especially the comedic voice at its best is kind of a natural outsider oh, yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. You see the world a different way, and that is what is so uh, great about yes. what you guys are doing. Yes. You've got a, a unique perspective oh, especially on the news like you were talking about yes. earlier especially on the news or uh, especially with news related to anyone with disabilities oh, yes. and I, yep. I was just listening to an episode of yours where you were talking about that yes it was interesting that you lasered in on there was uh, I don't know uh, exactly what the story was but uh, with what, one, of the dark, one of the darker one of the darker 
uh, 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 yes, recipient yes. that was arrested yes. who yes. who had a disability. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. Had a, yes. Four was, weeks ago. Right. Yeah. But it, but it's interesting that your minds go to uh, particularly to the person with the disability. We there because we, yeah. we look at it as if someone does not have a disability or is not or is so small minded enough to, think, to look at, yeah. at people with disabilities as freeloaders this uh as something that is a complete negative yes. i constantly am the one going on because i handle social media too oh, <laughs> and, and like I've, I've been on those like the memes what would you say to the president if he had thanksgiving with you and i'm like oh, oh lord is that a daily a daily feeling that you get from people um, don't do what you do have you do have you felt much resistance um, to what you're doing uh, Prior to doing the podcast, prior to me even having a voice, yeah. I felt that growing up, like, I was that kid in special ed mm -hmm. until I started pushing my way to say, okay, I'm getting out for these subjects. I don't care who's telling me no, family, friends, otherwise. I, yeah. will, I will make an impact. I will make sure that those in the public school administration know my name, good, bad, or <laughs> good, bad, good, bad, yeah. or otherwise. And... It kind of helped, and I was that person in school that told the superintendent off and didn't get expelled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny people are often, uh, uh, can, can often be seen as troublemakers in a oh, school environment. I was a quiet person up until I got pushed so far. And then was, it was, right. oh, she's, oh, she reacts badly. And then... And because I was in soccer, played it multiple years, I was that type of person going, you don't want to push your luck, especially with not knowing what my mindset is, not knowing what my, how I'm going to be processing through the day of bullying, getting, going yeah. through the gauntlet of teachers going, you can't do this. No, I can't. I'm good with, I know technologies. I'm supposed to have different assistive technologies. Right. Don't deny me something that is stay on a piece of paper. Like. So wh when did you decide that like those, when did you uh, realize that you could or that you wanted to uh, make those experiences funny? Individuals? Like, or just a group? Or I guess, I, I guess individually, when did you realize uh, that you wanted to, like you wanted to make jokes about I, experiences? Um, I started to really pursue it after, I would say, 11, 12th, I would say 10th and 11th grade after going, yeah. because I've, besides having autism, I go through, I have uh, seasonal affective disorder, depression, anxiety. So okay. for me, I'm very complex and I've gone through, had TSS workers as a kid. Yeah. The and some of were great. I even got into like bullpen with them and got into bullpen with different people who were in the psychiatry. It's it's out there. It's it's been out there. Right. I was influenced from co British comedy at the age of seven. Yeah. And what so, did you like? So you liked particularly Blackadder, I mean, Rowan I, Atkinson. You said you liked. I like Blackadder. I like yeah. Thin Blue Line. I love Chef. Chef, yeah, with Chef. Lenny Henry. I love nice. Chef. I communicated with Len a couple of times. He was very Oh, nice. really? Very nice guy. Oh, and, that's great. And Don as well. Oh, wow. But, um, what impressed me about Chef was that it was a diverse thing. Yeah. It was the first thing that was black diversity against everybody else, <laughs> and he was the only person besides uh, the guy who played Everton. 
yeah. um, in that. And then what influenced me about Blackadder was the fact that you could be really, 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 really funny. Yeah, <laughs> it was rude. Really it rude was very and rude. Really yeah, bombastic <laughs> and really funny. I mean, and it just—it doesn't have to be cheap laughs. Right. It has. Yeah. It can be major. Well, that's what right. I, that's what I loved about Blackadder. It was very smart and very stupid at the same time, and that <laughs> yeah. was that's my favorite. There is times where go, like I just look at having disabilities where. Because of me having different stuff, I was going, okay, okay, great, I have food allergies, whatever. But I'm like, no one can make fun of me dying except for me or the people that yes. have to give yeah. That's it. That's my rule. But it's like, okay, if someone, like, if I'm allergic to peanuts, if they were out, and I'm like, okay, no one can joke about me dying because that is how me happen where. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, um, no, you don't joke about it. I It's like a kid going, I asked the one to get the injection. Sorry, but you don't count. Um, but, but it's like, no, but when you're, but when you're in, in a hospital room for three hours, a lot of that's true. And, uh, and, and me, uh, can't yeah. No, that's no, with, yeah. no, but with the EpiPen, because I normally take it before I even get that so far I I've been in hospital rooms where I made the whole staff laugh yeah our staff yeah. laugh so that's my point <laughs> yes right? That's my point. Yes. Is that there's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's, that's probably why we get along, right? Yeah. Because yeah. There is a, there's a certain uh, inclination to do that, which is right. a, a, a very fundamental common yes. bond that you would take a very, uh, like I, a dark moment or a difficult situation, yes, people, right. and you would your only instinct screaming out is to make a joke or make people laugh. Yeah. I remember my my, my granddad's funeral. Uh, that uh, he was a funny man, but yeah. it was a and the, I felt the funeral was too sad. Oh, like right. it was, yeah. it was a very dour, and everyone was yeah. being very s sad, yeah. which is understandable. Yeah. But he was funny, <laughs> so I I was telling a speech. So I started telling jokes about him, and uh, and people started laughing, and it was that feeling of. Uh, starting to, I could see my mom's face watching me do it, and she was kind of saying, "That's enough don't, now." Don't, yeah, don't, exactly. don't, don't, this is don't, not yeah. a gig. And, this is not yeah, your crowd. Yeah, we're mourning your grandfather. Yeah, yeah. And my, like, I remember my granddad, right? My yeah. granddad, right? So she she died when I was twenty. Okay, Gran. 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 We say Gran. we say Gran is like an Gran. abbreviation yeah, yeah. that we often use. Yeah, in Gran. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my grandmother. Grandma. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the Gran. Right. Yeah. My granddad died. And I remember being so sad, and at the same time, like, it, okay, in my family, there are two disabled, well, no, now actually four, mm -hmm. but at the time, two. Yeah. Myself yeah. and her. Mm -hmm. And I was going to outlast her, right. and I knew that. And so um, my world for a while became very repressed and right. all of that. And... And so my dad said, you could stop crying. I said, I can't stop crying through the blackness, Dad. I really can't. I can't. And he goes, that's not funny. I said, she's been, she's been eight foot down and you're standing there. God, 
Just not saying a word. It's just awesome, totally it? closed off. The gutter's down. That's it. <laughs> Nothing. And he was like, he's like, I can't help it. I said, cry. <laughs> it's odd, though, isn't it? It's odd how all of our all of our reaction to you saying I can't stop crying through the blackness is to laugh. <laughs> That's not even a joke. You were in pain at that yes. point. We're literally laughing at your pain. Yes, I know. I know. Life's too short to be sad all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's good to laugh. I found that so, yeah. In that kind of situation when you experience death, you have no other choice but to laugh, to enjoy yourself. Exactly. I think I liked. I had a really fun time doing comedy. This is going to sound very, very strange. No, I had a really no, fun no. time doing comedy in Afghanistan because yeah. my, my wife uh, was uh, an army medic uh, in the U.S. Army, and so I wanted to, I wanted to do a uh, a USO tour. Mm. And so, and I, uh, she was in Iraq, yeah. but I, uh, there was a tour to Afghanistan uh, that I got to go on, and uh, she came with me just because I wanted to yeah. kind of see the. It was not going to be re remotely. That right. uh, similar to her right. actual experience, <laughs> but I wanted to kind of see the things that she was the places, seeing. yeah, exactly, and like mm. eat the food that they were right. eating over there, so I could feel like, like I understood a little bit right. of something that I could never possibly right. understand. Right, and it was uh, a really fun place to do comedy because a war zone <laughs> is right. not funny, right? Right, right. But so. they, but they want to laugh because. Right. That you can't be sad or stressed right. all day, right? And so it, they became really euphoric moments of release, and it was uh, it was not gigs where they were particularly laughing at anything particularly funny that I was doing. More just that it you were they there. Were, they, I, it's, that was basically it. That I was just mm -hmm. there, right? So mm -hmm. it, you become a lightning rod right. for want people just projecting right. they want to yeah. laugh they want to release so if you do anything that even sounds funny even if it yeah. isn't there is laughter coming from them and so it became a really really fun experience to do uh, to have people howling with laughter at a situation which is objectively not funny yeah. <laughs> right 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 i mean the bugle andy zolzman yes okay so that's that's right. That was my podcast. Yes, yeah, I, that was your podcast. I didn't really listen to from. We, I listened to from the day that you right. got on. Yeah, and then to you, when I finished college, you, you I was you, yeah. laughing wow. like every morning. I was crying. Yeah. During like, what are you crying about? I said, I'm laughing so hard, I'm crying. <laughs> I'm like, this is good. And you know when he, you got me crying. He was like, you need to turn into this. I'm like, the view. Oh, I'm like, he's like. Jennifer's on from the beginning. I'm like, okay, yeah. do you want me to do what? <laughs> do Listen, what? Listen. <laughs> yeah. But, so how did you? How did that come? That whole entire partnership well, come about? So I've I've been writing with Andy for years, and um, I just moved to New York uh, to work for John Stewart, yeah. and so I I wasn't really fully aware of what podcasts were then, mm. but um. We had we were struggling to get things commissioned on uh, on the radio in England, so uh, podcasts were a great way for us to just do something. Right. As you know, you just right, do right. it. It's on your terms. Right. Right? You have right. the control to right. either do it or right. not do it. No right. one can, right. Right. There's no barrier of entry that someone can stop you from doing no it. And there's no networks yeah. to no. hold you back. So it's either. a big it's a big right. deal, right? Because right. you can find your audience just like you found yeah. your audience yeah. here. To, right. uh, mm -hmm. And 
so we started uh, making the bugle, and it was a way to keep in touch with him and write, oh, write right. with him uh, once a week. Didn't you also work with him on Political Animal? I did. That was before yes. I left. That was one of our radio what? shows that was cancelled. Okay, what, <laughs> is, what is Political Animal? It was uh, a chance to do... We did uh, like little odd audio sketches around it, but it was mm. a chance really for other stand-ups, maybe that didn't normally oh. do political material, to do something. Oh, cool. That's so awesome. it was... Yeah, so it was a, uh, I think, uh, like political comedy as a term is a very odd way mm -hmm. for people to refer to things, right. because it's just comedy. Right. <laughs> it's all right. comedy. It's right. just right. about something. It's like right. saying animal comedy. No. <laughs> No, there's no real need yes. to split it up. I mean, like, like you're not going to have Nick Park, who great creature comforts, who yeah. I, whom I love. Yeah, it's and she does too, yes. and he does too, because yeah. I showed him all. Of yeah, it. I showed them. I said, you got to watch this. Yeah, and I mean, my favorite is Leopard, where she's, oh, <laughs> the yeah. boom is like, yeah. it's so okay. good. Right, I, I've had it. Yeah. You know, and you know that you yeah. know that it's going to something's going to fall. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it was great. Um, but. Like, in terms of the political, like, we're not political correct. You know that. <laughs> we're uh, from you've listened to us, <laughs> yes. so you know that. Yeah. Um, but also, like, what were the most troubling things on the bugle? Like, well, uh, issues. Uh, well, uh, the most difficult thing early on was that we were doing it. Uh, with the Times newspaper, which oh. was owned by Rupert Murdoch, mm -hmm. and it was around the time of the phone hacking oh, scandal. Yes. So, um, yes. so uh, obviously we wanted to talk about that, and I think we were aware that that's not something that the people who were hosting the podcast were going to be thrilled oh, about. Right. Oh, and so bring them up into the yeah, podcast. Oh, yeah. very hairy situation. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. But it's but it. But it was fun in right. its own way because there's nothing more fun than right. doing the thing you're not supposed to be right. doing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right? It's like the feeling of being right. a naughty kid. Yeah. 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 A different approach, oh, yeah. being a little bit rebellious. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. So wait, when did, in terms of like the, the times, right? So then, so then, then that. What happened? Like the. They let the, us go. They let you go they because of that. I don't know if it was because of that. It was certainly around that time. Oh wow! <laughs> but I can't oh, say no, it was because, because then, of that. Because uh, then Richard Bean. Did Great Britain, which is a play about the phone hacking. Oh, and right. About, I don't know that one. Oh, it's yeah. great. Read it. Yeah. Um, see if you can get Richard to get you right. <laughs> something. Right. But um, they did it between... the So the, pl the play, yeah. the digest, was between the two newspapers. Mm. And huh. everything that you probably were, did ripped on yeah. was probably in there. And they felt probably, the same yeah. way. Yeah. They couldn't do... They couldn't... They they were nervous about pulping huh. the entire thing, and yeah. I'm like this. I'm like, oh crap! Then you don't have a play. Was that in uh, <laughs> London, London or in New York? It yeah, was in London. London. Oh, it was okay. I'll look that up. Ah, oh, it's great. Um, but like between, so between you, Stephen, yes. Sean, yes, and Kimmel, Seth, yeah, and Seth, Samantha, yes. yeah, and Samantha, yeah. And Wyatt. Yes. Okay. And Chelsea Handler. And Chelsea Handler. Yeah, Chelsea Handler. Yes. Who? Okay. Daily Show. Yes. Who oh. are the funniest? Who do you think are the funniest between you guys? Who's the funniest? Like, I guess makes that's... you laugh out loud. Ooh. If you were in, if you were back there. Yeah. If I was back there, I guess it depends, right? It's, uh, like. Sam was always like her field pieces just was always funny. Yes. In a way that 
was kind of awe-inspiring, that she would always come back with something, right. uh, mm-hmm. even when the story was <laughs> quite she bad. No, no, she was really, uh, yeah. she was amazingly good yeah. at it. Um, and then John, I always loved uh, when he was funny about silly things. You oh, knew yes. that he could do, uh, you know, comedy about the news or right. like a, in satire, mm-hmm. he could do that better than anybody, but right. arguably better than anyone has ever done it yeah. and ever will do it. Mm-hmm. But he was also really funny. So what, my, some of my favorite moments are like when he would, when he did his first long piece about uh, how much he hated Chicago pizza. Oh, yes! Yes! Just because yes. it was so dumb, but yes. he, was he was hilarious. just so that was... funny. And the, and the, and the, the bullet point that he killed the audience with was like, pizza. Yeah. Pizza. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't, pizza. Yeah. yeah. Pizza. Yeah. You know, there's Chicago and then there's New York and then there's pizza. Yeah. You know, um, but I think. So I, I, I loved that. I because, went to yeah. the Daily Show when you were on it and you did a piece and I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Which, I know you were with Jess. Oh, yes. Okay. And you were at the green screen. Yeah. And you were doing something where it was in a, on a beach. God, I can't and remember that. And it was that. on a beach. And you, you're like, I can't take this anymore. And you stormed <laughs> off. And my my dad yeah. and I were all on the back row just howling. That's amazing. I can't remember that. I guess was, I did so many yeah. different green screen chats from ridiculous locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your favorite location? Uh, oh, my that favorite. That you can remember off the oh, my, But the first thing that would come to mind is that we did something about uh, the Royal Jubilee, oh, and yes. they made it rain on me. Oh, and it yes. rained. It was initial rain, so I was soaking, oh, and then God. it rained beans <laughs> and toast. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was so much fun. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.